content warning, this episode discusses body image, weight loss, and eating disorders. Welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we're queer to answer your questions. Class is now in session. I'm Cheyenne. I'm Gina. And I am Sev. And today we're going to be discussing queer style. We sourced some questions from our followers and our friends. Well, like, what is, how do you define queer style? That's a good question. I was excited for this one because I think, like, last time we were talking about queer identity, and I think that identity really plays into your style and how you want to be perceived and how you want to show yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think as a community, the queer community is really good at letting people know that we're queer just by how we dress. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I like can walk down the street and I I see a person and I'm like, oh, they're gay. Like, it's just... (laughs) There are certain clothing items or like the way that people style their clothes that it just, it's like a part of our community almost. Yeah, totally. I think it's really important because it's not like we're always walking around and everyone necessarily knows that we're queer, but sometimes there are little hints and little things we can throw out there just by uh, dressing how we dress and looking how we look. I think you've hit on a lot of the questions we actually got kind of like the number one question we got on this topic was how do I not look straight? I need tips to not look straight. (laughs) Why can no one spot me? And there are arguably queer coded things, but like, what are, what are y'all's tips to looking not straight? I feel like I've had like a weird journey with it because when I first came out, I ended up shaving my head in a hope to, you know, look a little queer. I was like, I'm not attached to my hair. Like I'm more than my hair, yada, yada, yada. Turns out like I really didn't feel like myself without my hair and it took forever because my hair is very curly to grow back. So I felt like that kind of like gave me like an identity crisis and I wanted to dress, you know, a little bit like more, like I wanted, you know, people to be able to clock me out in the wild and- (laughs) I like kind of went hard in the other direction and started wearing like a ton of makeup and stuff because I had more time because I didn't have to worry about my hair. So I like kind of felt like I had to like look more femme because of my hair. And like, I know a lot of people don't feel that way and I wish I didn't feel that way, but I did. And I'm kind of at a point now where I feel comfortable enough to like start exploring like a more androgynous or masculine style. But I, I don't know, like I... I feel like both of you definitely read as queer. Like if I were to see you on the street, most people don't think like they're very surprised. I think I, I struggled with that for a long time. I used to say like, I want to look gayer. I want to look so much gayer. And now I just kind of laugh because the other the other weekend, my girlfriend and I went out to dinner and we heard some girl like whisper to her friend, like those are lesbians. And it gave me like the most euphoria. I was like, they know we're lesbians. Like, I, don't know, I was so excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, it has my style changed. I don't even really know that it has, but somehow the more out I am, weirdly, the more identifiables. But yeah. Sev, Sev, last time when we were talking, you were talking about how you used to get clocked before you were out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I never thought of that as like a queer or gay or anything like that because I've always dressed the way I wanted to dress and stuff. And I guess I just maybe followed more people that were queer that I was looking at their style and thinking it was cool. I don't know. But I think that it's interesting 
how like your sexuality can play into how you're dressing and how you want to be perceived. And I, I think it's funny that Cheyenne says not a lot of people clock her because I feel like we have similar styles. Totally. But like, yeah, I don't know. I have like a rainbow Apple watch wristband. Like I have like little things, but I feel like it's still not enough to clock me for the average person. Like maybe if someone was really looking for those details, they would notice. Feel I feel like my style has definitely changed over the years and I definitely don't dress as masculine as I used to. And that's just, you know, how I've grown and changed and stuff. So I don't think people clock me as queer, but maybe they do. And I'm just not, I, I don't know. I feel like we like similar things, but I think you dress differently. Like, I feel like I still am, I present more like, like you wear a lot of like button up, button downs and stuff that I don't wear. Yeah. Like, do you identify as femme or like what, what, like, do you think that style has its own identity? I mean, I do identify as femme, but I don't necessarily know if I will identify that way forever. I don't think I will like lean and like super hard into like mask territory, but maybe somewhere in between. But yeah, like when I shaved my head, I just like didn't feel like myself. And I don't know, mm-hmm. venturing into like wearing more mask clothes, I don't know if I'm going to feel like myself or, you know, not. So I'm what are you yeah, wearing so now? Wait, hold on, let me say that again. What are yeah. you wearing? I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing my friend's merch for her meme page, Cunty Cunt. And if you're on Patreon, you can see my Cunty Cunt shirt now, but I will describe it for the people who aren't. So it says Cunty Cunt and it's some water with a demon ass coming out of it. It's like a Mr. Tumnus situation. <laughs> Stop. That was yeah. so funny. <laughs> I, I definitely identify as femme like going back to your question I identify as femme but even when I like was dressing more masculine before I came out and stuff and even when I do dress I like streetwear and street style I like a lot of different types of clothing it just depends on the day for me so sometimes I'll be like in cargo pants and a baggy t-shirt and sometimes I'll be in like a really low cut shirt and some like tighter jeans and it just depends on how I'm feeling that day and I don't think that it like affects if I'm like oh I'm more masked today or I'm more femme today I think I'm always just I feel more feminine but I'm not always perceived as that yeah I have no idea how I'm perceived (laughs) to be honest because I feel like I don't feel like I fit into the femme category even though I absolutely do identify as a woman I also don't like all the things that are put into that box just like anybody really and so I don't always feel the girliest I don't wear makeup I don't necessarily like I used to do my nails I've like tried it different ways and just like not necessarily for me I wore makeup for like one year in seventh grade and I was like no and so I like there's like you said kind of change with the outfit but there's still a lot of things in my wardrobe that maybe girly and I like I said I wear a lot of crop tops I do show off my body and stuff but it's also hard because I feel like going into my 30s I feel like I'm on this weird style kind of transition where I'm starting to think like have I been dressing for men and male attention and what kind of attention am I looking for really at this point Mm -hmm. because like I'm dressing for myself obviously but like it's less about for me, how I'm going to be perceived and now I'm more about like what makes me feel the best. But for me, that was a really big shift in how I dressed when I was looking for male attention versus now I don't really <laughs> care anymore. That's a, yeah. 
I feel like looking at you, like, yeah, I would say you're, like, more, like, androgynous. Maybe. Yeah. Also, you talking about that made me think about my ex. She was, like, pretty masked, and she would, like, go to the gas station or whatever, and, like, a guy was, like, hey, hey, sexy, like, hey, beautiful, how are you? And she, like, looked around and was, like, who's he talking to? Like, because she was, like, <laughs> I, I look like a dyke. Like, who is he talking to? She's, like, looking around for someone else, and he met her. So I feel like it doesn't really deter men. A lot of cis head men, they just, you know, they're, like, ooh, she's she's gonna watch the game with me oh um, my god you <laughs> bear with me yeah. why do men like I don't know so I think that's funny because like even like trying to like get away from male attention obviously this actually brings me back to what Sav said earlier yeah. there are like straight women who kind of like co-opt the queer style but that's interesting because at that point Sev wasn't straight but like she thought she was straight and I wonder how many of them are gonna down the line be like oh, I'm queer, and that's why I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely, like, flagging themselves to people and not even realizing. Yeah, and I think it, yeah, it was, it wasn't like I was looking at people and I was like, they're queer and this is how right. they, it was more just like, I like that. Yeah. And I think some people just don't dress for that reason. So I'm, a lot of people dress to be perceived by others. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to just, like, dress to dress how I like. I dress it's like that TikTok that's like I don't dress up for like attention from people like men I dress up so that 14 year old girls on the street who walk by are like she is so fucking cool yeah my little sister has a group of queer friends Mm -hmm. and I'm like if they think I'm cool I'm the fucking coolest like yep no the one time my girlfriend's younger sister who's like in high school I was like saying something she had like her earbuds in she wasn't even listening and she just like stopped what she was doing and was like period (laughs) and in my head I was like that was the most validation I've ever felt in a like in my life like oh my god I'm in like I felt like the coolest I I used to drive her to school and one of her friends was like your sister she looked hot today <laughs> it's like ah, i'm i was like okay i know you were a child but thank you like so um, that's like the hot older sister to the little <laughs> queer group of friends and like my little brother has been on football teams his whole life and his friends will say stuff and i'm like oh, whatever but when it's my little sister's queer friends i'm like mm-hmm. i'm doing it right i do it for the girls and the gays that's it <laughs> this conversation is making we might have to cut this but this conversation is making me think about my girlfriend who just came out recently she came out and her mom was like i thought so after you got your septum piercing (laughs) that's like a gay thing which my girlfriend identifies as queer but she was like Mm. that's like a gay thing and her sister she's 30 she was like no it's not what are you talking about that's not a gay thing and she was like yeah it is like that's like why i got it because i wanted like women to like see me and then her mom was like i knew (laughs) so i think that's you know really funny how like you because you would think the 30 year old sister would know (laughs) yeah that that reminds me my little sister after she came out she was just about to turn 18 and she kept telling my mom that she wanted to get her eyebrow pierced and my mom's big thing is like no facial piercings on us and I have two nostril piercings in the septum so that didn't work but she didn't want us she was like until you get a job or blah 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 so my little sister kept talking about how she wanted the eyebrow piercing so bad and I told my mom I was like listen dude if I would have gotten my nose pierced at the beginning of college I would have been over it by the end of college by the time I needed 
to get a job, you know, just let her get her freaking eyebrow pierced while she's like just starting college. She'll be over it in a couple of years. She'll take it out and then she'll go and she can get a job because there's like stigma around facial piercings or whatever. And my mom was kind of, she wasn't even concerned about that anymore. She was like, is that a gay thing? I was yeah. like, it kind of is, but like, yeah. who just, it's more like an alternative thing. I was like, that's something you got to ask her. But I think she just wants it. Like, she just wants his eyebrow piercing. Well, maybe you've is- sort of answered this question. Like, how do I look extra sapphic while femme? Is the answer piercings? Yeah. It was piercing. Part. And then there was a, she also wanted a slit in her eyebrow. Which I've Gina, got, I one. Got, I one. got one. I know. Actually, I think I misspoke. Okay. I think she wanted the slit first. And then now she wants the eyebrow piercing. And the slit was what my mom was like, is that a gay thing? Mm-hmm. And my, I was some like, of my relatives asked me, like, why do you have that? And my answer was literally so that other gay people know I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> what did, what did they say? My relatives? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't have to wear yeah. my name tag that says queer, like, <laughs> hello, I'm gay. Yeah. I think yeah. my hair kind of does that. <laughs> yeah, for me. Totally does. yeah yeah i feel like colored hair is definitely a big part yeah of so into this question that you said how do i look extra sapphic well femme my in my eyes if i see a double nostril piercing i'm like what is up like know. hey you got okay, i'm like you check. got both sides of your nose pierced you got one side of your nose pierced twice you got a septum hello <laughs> the eyebrow slit i see and i go hmm colored hair clear glasses clear glasses that's a big one a especially clear for bisexuals case? i feel like clear phone cases and clear glasses that's so bisexual sorry i'm Cheyenne. appropriating bisexual <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i feel like also like obviously not all queer people do this but like short nails i always look at nails mm-hmm. and like that's not everyone like some people the do two yeah or the the two short nails but yeah i don't ever get my nails done because i'm like you never know when you're gonna need to whip out these yeah. bad boys and do you guys follow sarah shower yeah no Sarah Shower is one of like my favorite creators on the internet. Sarah Shower posted today and was like, they're really into Legos right now. And they posted a picture of their nails and was like, but I need my my lesbian fingers and my Lego fingers. (laughs) (laughs) It was like just cracking me up. And they had circled like which fingers Fingers. were which. That's so funny. Like these are my lesbian fingers. These are my Lego fingers. And these are the ones that would be long. (laughs) And it was like cracking me up because I was like, yeah, I mean, people do that. Yeah, I feel like nails are like a big indicator for me. Lots of rings. Mm-hmm. Any, like, I love jewelry. lots of rings. Oh, and the earrings that are like ra- like rubber duckies or random little objects. Oh, Those yeah. Things. I'm so sad because I've got like so much covering mine. My earrings today are boobs. <gasps> Cute. I love that. Oh, yeah. Any type of boob jewelry. <laughs> or like it's silhouette jewelry. Yes. You yeah. know, like a lot of tattoos. Like if you're on the Patreon, you can see my newest tattoo it's a pair of scissors that turn into legs for scissoring and my mom's like I love that one and people were like what does it mean and I was like it's just whimsical like it's it's amazing (laughs) but like it's like so people if they see my arm they'll know and it's like if I'm holding my phone like you can see my arm yeah I have a moth which I think is pretty bisexual (laughs) the newest the the thing I've been seeing I've and I've wanted a moth tattoo for a while and then everyone's like that's a bisexual thing and I'm like true do you ever have a bisexual bob? Uh, no. Mm. So then taking it back to hair, yeah, we talked about the colorful hair, but also mullets are a huge one, shaved head. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see a mullet, I'm like, oh, you're queer. 
Oh, 1000%. That's one thing. If you're a female with a mullet and you have a boyfriend, I absolutely think you're bisexual. That's yeah. That's a one way to really get spotted if you're in a, re- a relationship that's perceived as hetero yeah. is change your haircut. Oh yeah, if like, you want, I'm like with the caveat, yeah. like well, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah, I had a shag for a while and I loved it, and I was just like, I feel so. But being out here, it's expensive to get your haircut, so I haven't. I live with my hairdresser, so I am so spoiled. That is nice. Yeah, and then I also feel like bringing it back to hair, like facial hair, like not, you know, getting rid of like sideburns or like a mustache or unibrow and also body hair, armpit Mm -hmm. hair, leg hair. Mm -hmm. That was also something I think that really changed for me between who I was dating and how I, like whether or not I cared about obtaining the like Western standard of beauty that most cis straight Mm -hmm. men want you to have is like, yeah airless physique where I used to shave everything from my neck down and I stopped shaving but I also I'm kind of like lasering certain areas because I don't want it to I don't want the hair to be as prominent as it is which is more of a personal choice than exactly anything else but I want to get to a point where I don't have to shave anything and like what my hairy armpits are one of my favorite things in the world like I I freak people out, but I don't know. I kind of love it. It brings me a lot of joy for people to be like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I think you saying like the Western standard of beauty and stuff kind of ties this in too, because I feel like a lot of queer style is very opposite of that on purpose. Yeah. Because it's like a way to like differentiate from the norm and to say like, fuck that. We're queer, yeah. we're here, and we <laughs> dress how we want, and we don't give a fuck what other people think. So have you either, have either of you had any, like, family members or significant others or friends who, like, push back against you not, like, necessarily conforming to the gender norms and, and you know, the heteronormative, cisnormative way of dressing? I think often I get labeled in my family as controversial for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. and I think they would say I lean into it and I enjoy it, but I would say like, I don't really have a choice. It's either embrace it or like what, not be okay and denying who I am. Like I'm not choosing to be controversial. It just so happens that who I am is fucking controversial. And I just happen to like really be obsessed with myself. And so I was like recently last month at a family wedding and I didn't shave my armpits, but like I low-key did kind of assimilate because I bleached them so that they'd be less obvious. Not because I wanted to, but because I didn't want to be the center of attention. Like <laughs> I'm not fucking trying to be controversial. I'm actually just trying to like, I'd love for myself to be normal actually right. and not be the one to like ruffle everybody's feathers. But that's just like, I don't have that privilege as a gay person unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah I get that and my grandmother would have things to say my one grandmother would just say things sometimes but never like extended family and stuff they'll just have comments about the way that I dress sometimes or like that just be like that's weird yeah I mostly asked because I was thinking about how my mom actually mostly dresses wearing clothes from like the quote-unquote men's section because she Mm. is a tourist and like the men's t-shirts are more comfortable so that's kind of what made me think about it because she's never like commented about me dressing that way and if anything I feel like it was me when I was younger being like why 
why can't she just wear women's clothes before I like, you know, realized that clothes don't have a gender and you can wear whatever you want. But but, like when I was younger, I was just like, I don't understand like why she doesn't want to look cute. She just wants to like wear baggy shirts. Like I get it now. I wear baggy shirts all the time. I get that. Yeah. There was a time period where me, my mother and my little brother all, and I mean, we still like can fit his stuff sometimes. So my mom and I would like steal his sweatshirt, steal his Mm -hmm. shirt, just because they were there and they were comfortable and we didn't care. Right. And like my family, my mom has always been very much like, I don't care what this shirt is for. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. I think this is a good time to take a break and we will be back very soon to answer more of your questions. Okay. We are back. We've got tons more questions to answer, but there's a lot of like kind of similar themes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of the questions we were seeing, um, there were a few that kind of could be like grouped together almost like, where do I find non-mainstream butch clothing? Uh, where do you find plus size clothes for non-binary people? Someone specifically said, I'm looking for feminine tops for flat chested people. And I've been struggling to put together looks that aren't like basic high neck crop tops and stuff like that. How do curvy Uh, people dress more masculine? Yeah, and, like, I think these all kind of fit into this the same genre of, like, body image. Yeah, and, like, how do you navigate fashion in a world that sets defaults? Because... Exactly. Obviously, it's not just what are... Like, are you dressing for the gender you were assigned with? Are you breaking gender norms, which obviously we encourage? But it's also, are these things available if you're not skinny? Because skinny is also the default. And I'm not here to skinny shame people. But, like, it's hard, I think, to shop not just as a queer person, but maybe not as a person who's a size zero through six, because that's typically... Mm -hmm what the stores are stocking unless you go out of your way to find something special and then especially like for the people who want to uh dress more masculine if you have a larger chest it's going to be hard to find things that fit that especially without like wearing a binder if you don't want to Mm -hmm. um because you know binders can be unsafe if they're not worn properly or worn too long Um, or just not your preference no not your preference yeah but then you know it's hard to find things that fit you because you know, they're not necessarily made with your body type in mind. So I feel like that's something that can complicate gender expression and Mm -hmm. like even expressing your sexuality through clothing. Yeah. And where do you fucking find clothes? One of the things that I do, which I don't think is going to help for everybody who's plus size, but I have a sewing machine and I do a lot of altering to my clothes. So something doesn't fit the way I want it to, I change it. Yeah. I just kind of ignore sizing and I just look at measurements. So mm. I, you know, I can promote like the places to shop, but when you are shopping, especially online, I look at the measurement of clothing. And if you're going to purchase something from whatever section online it is, I just look at like, okay, what's the shoulder width? What's the waist? What's the bust? And I look at other clothes that I've bought and compare it and say, okay, if I get this at like a 20 inch shoulder, it's going to fit like this shirt. Whereas if I get it at a 25 inch, it's going to be looser like this shirt. And that way I can kind of guarantee that whatever I buy is going to fit me. And to be fair, when I go shopping, I could buy a size, anything from medium to 4XL, which I'm not a 4XL. So people who are, where are y'all supposed to shop? Like, it's not 
fair, you know? Yeah. So that doesn't always mean it's going to be available because like I said, sometimes I'm buying things that are the biggest size. I completely agree with that. The vanity sizing is ridiculous. Mm. Yes. Like body image and and queer, I think have different intersections, which Mm -hmm. a lot does go back to like how you're being perceived. (laughs) I don't know if you grew up in the era of like nineties. It was a little like, this is what you're supposed to look like. And this was like Weight Watchers. And there were these kind of like fad things. And it was, it was fashionable. And I think a lot of that got put on me at a young age. And mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I uh, also uh, had the whole diet thing pushed on me. I dieted from like age, I got put on diets at like age eight until 20 four-ish maybe and then I started like reading about like intuitive eating and stuff and I feel like that really helped heal my relationship with food because it was very disordered and I've never really uh sought treatment for it because I don't know larger bodies aren't taken seriously when it comes to that because people are like well you're losing weight so it's fine um and they yeah don't care not that you're starving yourself and you know not getting the nutrients you need yeah so I um I recently lost a bunch of weight and Part of that was due to my inability to like find clothes that come in my size because I have huge boobs and I could not fit in the things that I wanted to fit in the way I wanted to fit in them before. And I felt like I was kind of like relegated to like scraps of like what fit me that I didn't like completely hate, but like it just didn't feel like me. Like I couldn't express myself. There's already not a lot of like masculine or androgynous representation, but what there is. Yeah. Isn't it's not showing it's showing like thin women with no chests like you're not seeing like big boobs shoved into like little shirts or anything um so that's been like kind of weird for me um but it was like a pretty big motivator for me I guess just because you know the society makes it hard to exist as like a larger bodied person and it makes it hard to even like feel comfortable or happy in like the clothes that we're wearing yeah Um, so that was like a huge motivator for me you felt like your motivator was less about like your body weight and more about clothing and what was available to you kind of yeah just because I had always had like body image issues especially because fat phobia is like so racist and like BMI is like based off of white people's bodies and not necessarily black people's bodies and I am biracial my dad's black um so like looking back at pictures of me from like middle school with like my friends, they are all like very slender and I always had like curves, but mm-hmm. I like felt different and like other, which I was, but I, it like, I, I already had like a complex from being on a diet. And totally. So then like seeing that and being like, oh, that's the ideal. That's why they're getting boyfriends and I'm not. And like, they're getting kissed and I'm not. And then, but then it's kind of funny to bring it back to the queer thing. And I finally did get a boyfriend and he tried to kiss me and I ducked under his arm. (laughs) Um, So maybe it wasn't fully because of that. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like not being able to express myself the way I, I want to, or even be able to explore that comfortably. And if I was able to find things that come would come in the sizes that I was they were so expensive like it was Mm, not affordable for me to even begin to express the way I wanted to express because I I'm I don't know I'm also very picky like I am very sensitive to certain like fabrics and I like to be comfy but I want to be cute like I'm very picky so but uh, yeah I don't know if it'll be like feel right for me but like I want to be able to test it out and it's not fair that there aren't as many like affordable brands for fat people to shop it like 
to wear the things that feel good to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, like I relate to so much of what you said, like, I mean, we've said a a warning, but like I've absolutely gone through phases of not eating as much as I should have. And there was like a summer where I was eating like less than 400 calories a day. I lost like 40 pounds in less than two months, maybe even 50 pounds. And people were saying to me like, oh my God, you look so healthy. And I'm like, uh, I'm not, but cool. Because it's just like people associate skinny with healthy. I don't know. And so it's like, on one hand, I felt like my styles progressed as a queer person, but it's also just progressed because of how I've seen myself Mm -hmm. over the years. I don't know. There was, it was hard be comfortable and feel sexy and dress myself again when I was like I felt like I was the like funny fat friend (laughs) which sucks and obviously that has to be a negative thing like what's wrong with being funny and fat nothing well fucking nothing I was you know what's funny I got laid just as much when I was quote-unquote fat is when I lost all Mm -hmm. that fucking weight so like at the end of the day I do think it like low-key comes down to confidence because I just put out the energy like you want to fuck me and then guess what people fucking did (laughs) but I also think there's a lot of ways to be sexy and so kind of exploring clothes that I wouldn't have even thought to wear when I was 22 now wearing the 29 it's just like I don't know it it is interesting I think from both a queer perspective because it's who's looking at you but also just body image itself at the end of the day what fashion comes down to is confidence mm-hmm. yeah exactly oh in terms of kind of like spotting other queers and queer style how do you feel about um like rainbows and their level of chewiness? <laughs> that's a good one I think it depends on the item what if it's pride month does that change anything for you I think pride changes it so ch- yeah. pride June chuggy as you want and then the rest Maybe of the year like lower because you have a, you have a rainbow apple watch I do have a rainbow apple watch that I got specifically so people would know I was queer and I used to have a rainbow credit card so if I saw like a cute girl working as a cashier I could be like hey like uh it, it didn't work so don't <laughs> but uh yeah no I have like a rainbow apple watch I have like some gay t-shirts um but like I don't know I try to like stay away from super rainbow stuff but I feel like little rainbow accents I feel like I wore them more when I was first out and didn't look as gay as I do now I don't know I don't wear as much as I did then because I think I read better I mean, I, I've, I've been out for like five years, but I still have to just because of the way I've been presenting for so long. Yeah, depends on the rainbow, depends on the day. And it's not like I judge people for wearing it. Mm-hmm. It's just like that I wouldn't wear it myself, mm-hmm. you know? I remember um, we went to Drag Bingo. Do you remember the Cheyenne and your mom's friend won like a rainbow coach purse? No, she didn't win that. My mom brought Oh, that, that was, was the mom. purse she that she brought. Purse. But she, she had won it from ally. something else. <laughs> yeah, she She's won it from ally. Ally. Yeah. ally. My mom. Last Christmas, my parents gave me this little like locket thing with like a rainbow and some other things that were kind of like personal to me and I hang it up because I was like not only is this cute like just because they tried but yeah it was really I feel like a token of like look 
mm-hmm. we're we're in this. I was like, I see the yeah. effort. It's hanging like up after, over there. I feel like after the first one though, I'm like, oh, and then you just get gay shit for every holiday. Every like I have I'm like, okay with like, I I don't know. Like I got a beer koozie. Like I don't use a beer koozie. Like and it's I just, kind of love free hard. shit. So I'm I, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me know. all the rainbow shit. Depends give, on the bring, items, give me though. all the stuff. It depends on the item for me because my mom is a shopaholic, so she's buying me shit constantly that I don't need. That sounds and ideal, so, yo. No, uh, <laughs> like my junk drawers just fill up. And it's like cute little towels that I would use. Yeah. Beer send me just, a just, love like, package. Send yeah, me a package. I will send you a package. Uh yeah, but uh I don't love rainbow for myself all the time, but I do think that it has its purpose and have utilized that. And I don't care if other people are wear it or use it because it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Here's a question that's not on our list, but I want to ask you too. Do you have rainbows as decor in your house? And do you think that queer style also plays and like an impact in interior design and your space, like your your home space, in addition to what you know you put on your body? I actually made a TikTok about this once because Cheyenne and I used to live together and there was this video Hot. that I took. There was a TikTok sound that's said oh my god these bitches gay and it was a video of like me going through the random stuff in our apartment like the naked lady painting the hung up framed photo of harry styles all uh, of our disco balls <laughs> yeah the disco balls everywhere like there was just so much and i think it does play into decor style i don't think i have any rainbows in my house though i have a rainbow flag in my room I used to have one. I love- I had a flag in my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love decorating with color. So I feel like my house always is kind of a little rainbow like itself. I don't know if I specifically have anything, maybe something with like a rainbow in the background, but nothing that is specifically a rainbow. My girlfriend did just get dish towels from her dad that have little rainbows on them. And I was like, these are so cute. Cause it was Aww. like, we were going through stuff in the basement and she found, like we found them. And I was like, yeah, you need to get these. Um, That's sweet. So her house, not mine, but my mom, <laughs> she has so many, like, oh my God. Like she has the, she has the rainbow coach purse. And then she has like rainbows framed above her, uh, <laughs> her desk that she works at. Um, yeah, she is the ally. I have a lot of neon. I'm a big fan of neon lights. I have like a cactus Mm. neon light. And so I have two neon lights that I think were actually Christmas gifts or something. And one's a a female silhouette. And the other one just says girls, girls, girls. Love that. I have a girls, girls, girls one. I have uh, some gay bumper stickers. I actually had to take one off. Oh my goodness. But it said, I break for goth girls. Uh, (laughs) And then I had like a gay flag that I tried to take off. And now it looks like it's an American flag with the stripes are like rainbow and I'm like low-key embarrassed of it because I'm like people are gonna think I'm a pa- like they're gonna think I love America and I'm a patriotic and I'm like I don't don't think that about me <laughs> like, like I don't stay in this country um, <laughs> um but I had an America needs lesbian farmers sticker but yeah I have some gay shit on my car I guess we can close this conversation by saying that the things we use to like flag ourselves to other people and let other people know we're queer have become trends just for that reason. And if you don't subscribe to that, it doesn't make you any less queer. I know I said a bunch that I pass as straight, but like I'm very much not. And, um, you know, it doesn't really matter other people's perception of me. If you want to change that, you can, but I'm sure you look great exactly how you're dressed right now. <laughs>
Yeah. Like, wear whatever the fuck you want. Gender's mm-hmm. not real. So express yourself without constraints. Don't put yourself in a box and fuck whatever. And then on the flip side, when you see people just take that as a person with their style and don't make assumptions. And I think that's kind of both ends is do whatever and then let everybody else do whatever too. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Love that. All right. So that concludes our class today. If you want to get in touch with us, maybe leave us a question of your own. We are at Sapphic Survival on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We are at Sapphic Survival Guide. And if you like the show, you should not only like and subscribe and follow and leave a five-star review telling us how much you love that there's more queer voices in this space, but you should also follow our Patreon and become a Patreon member. So you can go to patreon.com slash sapphic survival guide and there you'll get some bonus content as well as video feeds if you want to see our beautiful faces in addition to our stellar voices (laughs) and you can see how amazing my eyeliner looks (laughs) and the clear glasses and the style that we just talked so much about exactly with my beanie you know, this is actually like um, satin lined. Ooh, nice. Ooh, Isn't that's that nice. That's it's, so good it's for not your hair. itchy and it's not yeah. itchy because I often get like an itchy forehead. Anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, cool, cool, cool. for me, Gina, you can go to at Gina Finio on Instagram, at Bisexual Gina on TikTok, or GinaFinio.com for my website. I am Cheyenne. You can reach me personally at Hot Messian on all social media. I'm Seb. You can reach me at at seven months on Twitter, at seven dot months on Instagram. Those are both spelled out S E V E N M U N S, and at Lucky Sev on TikTok. Class is dismissed. <laughs> ding, 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 ding.